Hi, I'm Paul Johnson. Thanks for listening to the podcast from Life Support. You're going to disappoint people. I always tell my clients this, like, what's the worst that can happen? Let's go down that path for a minute. Like, let's say you get something taken out of context. What's the worst that can happen? And then let's talk about, will you be okay? And usually, most often, like, oh, yeah, that would, that would hurt. That would stink. Licensed professional counselor, Dr. Mark Mayfield, is our guest today as we come to you on location from the American Association of Christian Counselors Conference in Orlando, Florida. Dr. Mayfield is a college professor, owner of Mayfield Counseling Clinics, and specializes in trauma healing and family therapy. Welcome to Life Support. Everything you do from then on is different. One of the detectives, I think his name was He was a golden boy. All we can do right now is come together. Extreme domestic violence, multiple rapes. Life Support is hosted by Pastor Paul Johnson from Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota. My name is Steve Johnson, director of Five Stone Media, a co-sponsor of this program. And our goal, as always, is to use these stories to bring hope and healing. And now let's join the conversation with Pastor Paul and Dr. Mark Mayfield. It's so glad to see you on Life Support. This program is unique in a way. We want to talk about trauma, struggles. We want to encourage you that Jesus is with you. And many times, this is when the Lord makes himself the most available when we come to him and we're broken. We're coming to you live from Orlando, Florida. This is the Waymaker World Conference sponsored by the American Association of Christian Counselors. And we're surrounded by mental health professionals here that really want to lead people toward Christ and help. My guest is Dr. Mark Mayfield. He's a licensed therapist, and he is the author of a book called The Path Out of Loneliness. Thank you for being here, Mark. Thanks for having me again. Path Out of Loneliness is an intriguing title because loneliness isn't something that just naturally rises to the surface. And we talked a little bit about how it is affecting the church and how COVID has affected the church last time. But I'm most concerned about pastors because I am one, yep. and I see pastors carrying a tremendous amount of weight, and um, they don't know what to do because we haven't been trained for a pandemic. Mm-hmm. But yet everybody's calling and going, what do I do? And the, and the latest battleground I see is the vaccination. Yeah. I have people calling me, and they're saying, can you give me some counsel on should I, should I not? My, my company wants me to, and it's just, it's very confusing. Tell me what you're seeing in the pastoral world and what's happening to pastors right now. Well, I think it's it's interesting to see, I mean, we've kind of just seen the trend. I don't think, you know, before, even before COVID, we've seen the trend of pastors burning out, thinking they have to carry the world on their shoulders, um, that they can't uh, have a moment of, of struggle or uh, a vulnerability, you know, because that would lead to whatever. We've seen pastors leaving their faith. We've seen... You know, moral failures, uh, sadly, some uh, suicides over the last couple of years. I think that the COVID pandemic has probably done two things. Uh, it's either increased that, uh, kind of keeping it to myself, not engaging in those kinds of things, or it's it's creating an opportunity uh, for pastors to start asking for help, right? So I think it's not a it's not a one way or the other. It's kind of a both and that we're seeing, at least I'm seeing. So you go into churches and you help and you coach. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to appeal to board members right now sure because i think that pastors are in a very difficult situation because they know what they're experiencing they read articles about what other pastors are experiencing 
We see it all over the place. And so we kind of feel like we're not alone in that right, regard. Right. But I think a lot of pastors experience boards that hardly even acknowledge there's a pandemic and want everything right. to just kind of kick back into gear. And yeah. I don't think it's going to work that way. No, we can't keep our heads in the sand. And so if I'm appealing to, to elder boards or just board, you know, deacon boards or whatever, I think it's we have to invest in the outcome of what we want for our church. And part of that is how do we invest in our pastor? Uh, you know, I have the privilege in a couple of weeks of speaking at a pastor's conference uh, at the Navigator's headquarters in Colorado Springs, Glen Erie. Uh, would love, you know, and I think that's, it's a three-day event, but it's in Colorado Springs. It's, you know, mountains, it's Glen Erie. Like get, giving you a chance for a pastor to get away and not be on, not be having to be needed, I think is so important. But even kind of creating that rhythm for them throughout the daily grind. And so whether that's having the church invest in pastoral coaching um, or pastoral counseling, uh, you know, I think, or, or just getting the pastor counseling, period, uh, I think is really important. Because I think the pastor needs somebody that they can be completely honest with and have it be confidential and not be job dependent, uh, I think is a big deal. Yeah, job dependent, that is that is a big deal. Well, and, it, and I think it needs to be covered by the church, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I think that needs to be investment that the church takes to go, okay, I value you and your ministry, so I'm going to sow into that by saying, we'll cover your counseling. We'll, we'll pay for somebody to come out and do some, some coaching. Uh, or some trainings for the team to really reset or set up or whatever that looks like, uh, you know, and, and that investment piece, because I think we can't not invest in that. Do you find that pastors are struggling with loneliness at a deep level right now? Oh, huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, I wrote an article uh, for Outreach Magazine uh, recently, and uh, the working title, I'm not sure what they decided yet, but the working title is uh, Lonely at the Top, dot, 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 question mark. Mm. And I challenge that, that notion, uh, that lie that it's lonely at the top. I think we, we, uh, we self-isolate as CEOs or as pastors, you know, in that place of it's lonely at the top, I have nobody to talk to. I think it's just we're buying into the lie that if we talk to somebody, something's going to happen, we're going to lose our job, or we're going to, you know, and I think there's those, uh, just that, that, that theme that is permeating the uh, senior leadership staff um, that I, uh, I'm just, it's just the way it is. I'm lonely at the top. No, you don't have to be. I think that's, just, I think that's, a, that's a big fallacy. But I think I fall into that trap, and you've been a pastor, and, and I think where, where the fallacy is and where my own thinking is wrong many times is that I'm just fearful. Hmm. And Scripture's pretty clear that fear and my relationship with Christ necessarily don't go hand in hand. Here's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of disappointing people. Hmm. I'm afraid of something I say being taken out of context Mm -hmm. and spreading throughout the church. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, I'm afraid of a board looking at me and saying, yeah, no, you don't fit here anymore. The lie is that God isn't going to take care of me. Right. Because he is. Why should I be afraid? A a professor once told me, you know, it's great to get fired at a church Mm -hmm. because then you can go do something you really want to. Right. But I I forget that very often. Well, I think, too, it's, it's... Uh, you know, going back to, you know, Paul and Galatians, like, who am I here to serve, mm-hmm. right? Am I serving man or am I serving God? And I, I think we, I don't know why it is, and this is maybe another conversation for a different time too, but why is it that we even place ourselves on pedestals Yeah. Um, where we're not 
you know, we're, we're above X, Y, and Z, or the, the elder board, or the boards put us upon pedestals that we have to be a certain way. And, you know, like you said, it's, it's, sometimes it's the best thing to stir up the pot a little bit and, 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 um, you're going to disappoint people. I always tell my clients this, like, what's the worst that can happen? Let's go down that path for a minute. Like, let's say you get something taken out of context. What's the worst that can happen? And then let's talk about, will you be okay? And usually, most often, like, oh, yeah, that would, that would hurt. That would stink. But I'd be fine. Yeah. You know, but we get so caught up in our minds and our heads that, that we. I think there's a lot of pride there that sure. I don't want to admit. And I think there's a lot of self-protection going on that is easy to wrap up in the, in the, hey, I'm a pastor, so I can't have friends. I can't tell anybody anything. And there's a certain amount of victim kind of mentality wrapped up in that that sure. I find. And I think I know I'm guilty of that yeah. many times. I'm not very good at reaching out and, and, and grabbing relationships. I've been wounded. I've been hurt by people. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is, is, is there's a different level of uh, discernment and wisdom that a pastor has to take when, it, when, it, when we do seek out relationships. Um, and I think a lot of times uh, it can be nerve-wracking for a pastor to bring somebody close because they're afraid that that could be turned against them. Um, and so, you know, I think if pastors are listening to this and that are, they are wounded, I mean, sometimes the best thing you can do is go find a spiritual advisor go find a, 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 a coach or a counselor that, you know, in some ways it's a paid relationship, but really those of us in the field, it's not a paid relationship. Like we, it's, it's our calling to help mm-hmm. support you. Yeah. And yeah, where there's an exchange of money, but the, the genuineness of the relationship is there, Yeah, you know, but there's yeah. also that confidentiality. Uh, and that's a lot of times be, can begin to repair some of those wounded uh, uh, patterns. We'll be back to the conversation with Paul and Dr. Mayfield in just a moment. Today's program is taped on location from the American Association of Christian Counselors Conference in Orlando, Florida. My name is Steve Johnson, Executive Director of Five Stone Media, and we are so pleased to be a co-sponsor of this program. We use story to bring hope and healing for those in need of change. And for more about story-based resources, log on to lifesupportresources.org. That's lifesupportresources.org. And now, back to Pastor Paul. I've been wounded. I've been hurt by people. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is, is, is there's a different level of uh, discernment and wisdom that a pastor has to take when, it, when, it, when we do seek out relationships. Um, and I think a lot of times uh, it can be nerve-wracking for a pastor to bring somebody close because they're afraid that that could be turned against them. Um, and so, you know, I think if pastors are listening to this and that are, they are wounded, I mean, sometimes the best thing you can do is go find a spiritual advisor, go find a, 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 a coach or a counselor that, you know, in some ways it's a paid relationship. But really, those of us in the field, it's not a paid relationship. Like, we, it's, it's our calling to help mm-hmm. support you. Yeah. And yeah, where there's an exchange of money, but the, the genuineness of the relationship is there. Yeah. You know, but there's yeah. also that confidentiality. Uh, and that's a lot of times be, can begin to repair some of those wounded uh, uh, patterns. So we're talking about loneliness with uh, Dr. Mark Mayfield. The Path Out of Loneliness is the book. And, Mark, we just have a few minutes left. And... Um, we talked in the first time that we were together about what COVID is doing to all of us. Yeah. And um, 
in the church itself, churches are sort of, as I look, are kind of trying to reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, how difficult is it going to be to retrain ourselves to get back into relationships when we have been told for a year and a half, don't go near anybody? Right. It's an uphill battle. I think it's going to continue to be an uphill battle. I think, though, we just have to make our mind up that we're going to do it. Um, and, and I think, obviously, wisely. I'm not saying you know throw off all caution, but I'm, I'm, we have to have some some wisdom in. Well, that. I have the green band on, which is okay. I can I, hug people. Yeah, I did too. But I took it off today. But, <laughs> yeah, but I think it's you know we have to uh, make up our mind that we're going to engage and enter in, and that we have to push past that fear. I think there's going to be a lot of fear that's going to go with it. Um, but here's the thing: uh, I, I think the alternative is worse, right? And and I. I talk about in the book that we can't silo mind, body, spirit, right? I mean, if we're created in the image of the triune God, right, let us make man in our image. You know, we represent the triune nature of God, mind, body, and spirit. And if we are not um, taking care of the health of one of those areas, the other ones are going to fail. And I, and I see so much of that in that that um, the mind and body connection uh, where relationship and in the spirit connection too relationship I think is kind of that covering over all three of them and if we're not finding ways to engage in healthy relationships healthy connection whether that be with our immediate family you know uh, our household our extended family or people in the church uh, or around us um, the 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 three that are under that umbrella are going to start suffering yeah and then what are what are the consequences of, when they start to suffer what happens when well, you think about even just a, a an uptick in our cortisol hormone, which is our stress hormone, just an uptick in our cortisol hormone, whether that's triggered by a trauma, you know, you think about um, a water dripping on a rock over time, it's going to wear the rock away. Well, the rock is our immune system. And over time, when we have our stress hormones elevated, which are actually mitigated by healthy, safe relationships, those stress hormones come down. If they're elevated over time, it's going to wear away at our immune system. And it's going to affect uh, our ability to fight off infection and, and disease. And it's a, See, nobody talks about that. No, we don't. That's the first time I've ever heard that. Yeah, we don't talk about it. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, I think, um, and I'll make this statement, I talk about it more in the book, but that our relational health or ill health is a direct correlation to our physical health. And, and, and ill relational health is a pre-disease pathway um, to sickness. Wow. And biblically speaking, we are to take care of ourselves or our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. Right. So you're saying it's not about going out and running only. It's no. about finding relationships to supplement all that. Yeah, we had, yeah. I had a friend of a friend of a friend, if you could follow that trail for a second, um, <laughs> but that was a triathlete and he, he died of a heart attack. Wow. And we're, they were all going, what happened? Why? He ate well. He was working out all the time. Um, but if you zoom out, wife left him, kids aren't speaking to him, no community, no relationship, and we know that the the, the constriction or uh, of our blood flow in our veins really is is uh, can be linked to stress in relationships as well, and so some pre-disease pathways that we're kind of linked to. Now, again, I can't say that for certain. Sure. Right? But just an observation from what, I, what I've studied and what I know, there was more to that than just his physical health. Uh, and so it's not just all about physical health. It's about holistic health. It's almost as if God planned it that way. Go figure. And, here, and here's the other yeah. thing, and, and this isn't really along the lines of 
you know, a professional comment, but if we're if we are lonely and isolated, we are likely not advancing the gospel. Oh gosh, no. Right? Yeah. And isn't that part of emotional health too? When you're out there and, and whatever whatever your sphere of influence is, I'm not saying you have to be out in the street with a sign, you know, um, but isn't that important to our emotional health too, fulfilling a calling that God has given us? Well, yeah, let me read a quote that I actually went from my book. I just posted this on social media. Um, and By the way, the book is called A Path Out of Loneliness. It's NAV Press. It's available now. So I said loneliness directly decreases spiritual health and relational community because it's a blatant repurposing of the original lie. Without community rooted in the gospel, we lose the ability to recognize truth. Well, that's good. Really good. I'm going to read your book because I think I might learn something. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you're right on it there. And and one thing I am concerned about in churches right now is everyone's so consumed with the, the political aspects of, of what's going on in our country. And, I mean, they actually walk around the church lobby with Facebook articles for people to look at. They'll come up to me and show me videos. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, wait a minute. Like, from the pulpit, I'll say, people are every day are deciding if they're going to follow Christ or not their eternal their eternal destinies are still at stake whether it's a pandemic or not right. absolutely and it's like everybody's checked out yeah can't well, do that and it gets we get so caught up like we were talking about earlier in should i get the vaccine should i wear a mask and i'm like it's not about the vaccine or a mask in my opinion it's about how am i caring for my brother and sister and if i'm going to engage in the 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 ministry and the work of jesus christ what am i willing to do in order to care for my brother and sister now i'm not taking a stance against or for any of those things. And I don't think it's about being for or against any of those things. I think it's about what am I... It's, it's about God's economy, and it's about the kingdom of, of Christ. And it's like, so what... Like, one of the things I've, I've gone to come to the conclusion, I'm doing a lot more traveling. If I'm going to do a lot more traveling, I'm going to protect myself and my family and those around me. And so here's my decision. I'm not going to say what yeah, that is right sure. now, but here's what mm-hmm. I've decided to do based on what God has called me to do. And and so if we can take a step back and go, well, it's about government conspiracy. No, it's not about any of that kind of stuff. It's still about God's economy. That hasn't changed. That won't change. And we need to stay focused on that. Yeah, personal liberty and health is not the number one concern for the Christian. And I don't want to. I don't want to shame anybody. Sure. We all have our decisions to make. But I mean, it's gotten to the point where I'm afraid to tell people in my church I've been vaccinated hmm. because uh, I'm afraid half the church is going to come after me. Right. And it shouldn't be that way. What we should be doing is, hey, you know, I, I noticed that you're, you're struggling with that mask there. You have, are, you, are you concerned? Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm struggling to get back to church. Well, how about I put a mask on, too, yeah. to yeah. support you? I don't think personal liberty is really the number one thing. And I know people are going to get mad at me. They're probably throwing things at the radio right now. <laughs> but but I, we've got to get back to the basics. We are called to make disciples. We're not called to stand up for liberty we're called to make disciples number one yeah period yeah and i just long for the church to get back to that and i think for pastors that are struggling too you know just to refocus your mind on okay let's just let's just put all this stuff away and get back to our calling absolutely 100 percent. but it's hard to do it it is because again like you said that there's the theme of fear it's just permeating there so i think my biggest encouragement is just for pastors right now is just find somebody that you can trust to talk to and process this stuff with because that's going to pull you out of your own loneliness. 
Yeah, and, and where would where would someone find a counselor? Like, a pastor's listening right now, and he's going, like, this is all new to me. How, how would I even find a person to talk to? So Steve Arterburn and New Life Ministries has a great pastoral Christian counseling list, uh, probably the most comprehensive Christian counseling list in the country. Uh, so check out New Life Ministries. Focus on the Family has got a great pastoral counsel, uh, counseling list. You can call in to Focus on the Family and, and talk to one of the counselors on uh, over the phone. They can get you connected with somebody in your area. Um, and, and and then, but I think you know, my hope is that the churches in the area too would begin to partner with like-minded Christian counselors as well, and have a list around that as well. For me, you know, I'm I'm in my community. I'm I'm fairly well known with what I do, and so I've chosen to find a counselor outside of my community. I drive about 45 minutes to find a you know, just because I know too many counselors in my area, and so sometimes as a pastor, it might be com- more comfortable to to do some teletherapy with somebody from a different town or drive 45 minutes. There's something cathartic about a 45-minute drive, you know, listening to the radio on the way to see a counselor. So um, it doesn't have to be in your community, especially if you're in a small community. Yeah, I highly recommend it because that's one place a pastor can go, and you don't have to worry about confidentiality. You can spill your guts, and uh, and no one's going to shame you, and there's no shame in asking for help. And and, And cities and counties also have... Uh, excellent resources too that are accessible and yeah. uh, they may not be on the christian website but they're there to help as well yeah. and they may have specific people that can help you in your area of need all right tell me about the path out of loneliness um, it's a new book yep on sale right now yep what, what are you saying in the book oh, i'm just I, I lay it out from a part one part two part three perspective uh part one i lay the foundation of kind of the problem um and what i see you know the contributors to loneliness um, and, and kind of, uh, I think we always got to start with the problem. Uh, and then part two, I really dive into kind of the neurobiological, uh, physiological, relational uh, intent of how God designed it. Uh, so I try to get too technical, but you get a little crash course in neurobiology, which is kind of fun. Um, and then practically at the end of part three, I talk through, uh, our personal responsibility, meaning what do I need to do for me? Then I talk about the individual responsibility. What, I, what do I need to do for others? And then I talk about the church's responsibility. What do we need to do for others? And I give some practical tools. It's not, I've ruffled some feathers because it's not a two plus two equals four formula. Every church culture is going to be different. Every family culture is going to be different. I give suggestions. I give ideas. I give some um, steps, right, on this path out of loneliness. But the way that you engage it might be different than me. But I think if we are all intentional about engaging this path, uh, we'll be able to walk with others out of it. And what a time to write a book about loneliness. Right. So God must have known something. Just maybe, yeah. Just uh, just a uh, along for the journey. You know, but it's, it is encouraging, Mark, because it, it does show that God is still with us in this pandemic. And he's, he's raising up leaders like yourself mm. that we need when, you know, pastors need guys like you. Um, just anybody that's going through this pandemic needs guys like you. Yeah. So thanks for writing the book. I appreciate it. And where can I get it? Uh, Amazon. You can get it on uh, Barnes and Noble, Christian Booksellers, Nav Press, Tyndale. Um, you can also uh, get a link on my website, drmayfield.com, as well. All right. I know you're headed to Disneyland because we're in Orlando. Have yep. a great time. Thank you. And uh, you can actually think about other things besides work. I'm going to enjoy all of it. Now. Like how much money you're spending. That's the biggest one. <laughs> no, put that aside. We're going to say yes to a lot of things today. Well, Dr. Mark Mayfield has been our guest here from Orlando, and we've talked a lot about loneliness. We've talked about isolation. We've talked about how we sometimes just kind of hide from others because we, we have shame and all of those things. And you may be in that 
that place where you're kind of afraid to tell people how you're really feeling. Maybe you're, you think there's a shame in, in asking for a counselor. But you know who your, your, your counselor is, is Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit right now is nudging you to go get help, then please go get help. Because the, the other end of that, if you don't deal with how you might be feeling right now, if you're a pastor, say, and you're feeling hopeless and you're feeling a little bit dark, or if you're sitting in your office and you're a financial trader and you're starting to lose hope, please get help. Because God is still with you. He has not forsaken you. That is a promise. I'm so glad that you've listened to Life Support. I'm really, really thankful for our sponsors and those that are helping us with this project. Uh, Of course, you are listening to this on Faith Radio at MyFaithRadio.com. We're so thankful for their partnership. Five Stone Media offers a visual representation of this program. That's at FiveStoneMedia.com. And you can also check us out on the Ridgewood Church website, MyRWC.org. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time right here on Life Support. This is Steve Johnson again, Executive Director of Five Stone Media. And we've had the privilege of creating the Life Support Series and the Life Support Resource Library. That library includes tools and resources that can help you be equipped to come alongside others who are suffering and in pain. Among the tools included are therapist webinars and blogs, sermon starters and sermon transitions, short videos, small group material, and conferences. You can find out more at this address, lifesupportresources.org. Again, that's lifesupportresources.org. And we would love to introduce you to that material. This Life Support Program is a co-production of Five Stone Media and Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota. for listening to this life support podcast these conversations are available because of listener support you can make a gift now at myfaithradio.com to avoid missing future editions of life support subscribe to the podcast today at itunes or your podcast player and thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and grow the impact of life support